Thanks for tuning in. My name is Khan Raja. This is episode one of Getting to Know Our Redify Consultants. Jake Ginnivan is a senior consultant at Redify. He's an open source enthusiast, blogger, speaker, Microsoft MVP, and a fan of good beer. He's a contributor to a number of open source projects, including Automapper, Shoodly, NSubstitute, XBehave, DBUP, and FunnelWeb. Today, I gave him a call to talk to him about his latest efforts on a project called Gitversion. Gitversion is an easy semantic versioning solution for projects using Git. We started the conversation by taking a quick look at what semantic versioning means. So, a little bit of history and sort of why. I do a bunch of open source projects and versioning them all is a pain. One of the main reasons for Simba is to be able to communicate the sort of changes that are happening in each of the apps. So, if you're a library, Generally, you want to communicate breaking changes or features and bug fixes. They're kind of the three parts of Sender. Jake is taking the lead on the next release of Git version. To give you some background, Git version has been on GitHub since August 2013. Since then, it's had 22 releases with 54 contributors, and it's used by the team at N Service Bus and Octopus Deploy, among others. Git version kind of got born out of working with the M service bus guys um, because they were having the same problems. They sort of started building the side that works with Git flow, and I started building the side that does Git hub flow. V2 of Git version brought those two together, and then V3 simplified a bunch of stuff, and that's where we are now. I got to using Git version on a project this week, and I found it interesting to see how many different ways it can be used for different solutions. There's two ways that you can use it. Like the, the task that you're currently using hooks into the MS Build pipeline, and it injects all the variables into MS Build. Um, if you where it hooks in the target file inside your build, you can kind of do okay. after build or before build, sort of just before yeah. Git version runs. You can use and those variables to sort of poke them in. The idea of the task is just sort of install when you get package and it takes care of most things yeah. for you. Most of the people on, that are contributing towards in service bus are using it. I know like Octopus mm. is now using it for all its internal versioning and yeah, there's quite a lot of people using it now. Uh, it kind of solves a problem that most people have in projects, but there's still some annoying stuff around the, the versioning of continuous delivery and Octopus Deploy and like the fact that you've got to build pre-release versions or skip senders and bits and pieces and sort of those sort of problems. But yeah. slowly working towards coming up with nice solutions. What Git version will do is it will kind of do predictive versions when it's creating things. So by default, yeah. it works way better with continuous delivery. So in your yeah. tag instance where you tag and then you take that as the version, Git version treats that as a release. So then the mm. next commit will actually increment the patch. So yeah. rather than you having to do something to get a version, Git mm. version tries to infer, okay, I'm building this current bit of code. What mm -hmm. is the version of that going to be? Git version works on many levels. It can assess your commit messages, tags, and branches it then gathers up all that data and creates a useful version label. Depending on your configuration, it will then include that version label in your solution. If I've got a pull request that is going to make a breaking change to my library, mm. in, one, in one of the commit messages, or even the merge commit that pulls in that mm. pull request, if mm. you just go plus sender breaking, 
as a semantic thing in your commit message, then it will see that and go, okay, this commit includes a breaking change, so I'm automatically going to rev major for the, the version I'm calculating. Same with like release branches. If you take a release branch and you have the version number in the release branch, it is, well, you've specified what the version is in the release branch, that's clearly the version you're creating, so it'll take the version out of the release branch and start building that. And then when you merge that release branch into master, mm. master will inherit that version. Git version is useful for whatever pipeline you've got going on, whether it be Team City, Visual Studio Team Services, Chef, Puppet, Octopus Deploy. It's going to work because at the end of the day, it can be encapsulated into a single simple-to-use command line tool that can be plugged in wherever you like. At the moment, we're using it with VSO, and and that works fine. VSO and yeah. Octopus, you can. It supports. Like, it even supports um, Jenkins and Travis, and someone's got plugins for Bamboo that um, pick up call Git version and expose variables, and it it has. We have docs for nearly every CI platform. Yeah, people are using it with everything. Git version is a tool that will help your project remain Semver compliant. Thinking about what this means and how this sort of standardization can help your project continue to evolve whilst others depend upon it got me thinking. I like the concept of Semver and when an entire ecosystem plays well with Semver, it's really cool. So if you have a look at Elm, the Elm package manager enforces Semver. So it has a look at the public API surface area and you cannot publish an Elm, <coughs> excuse me, an Elm package if you have breaking public API changes and you haven't revved the major version, when Semver yeah. gets to that level of being ingrained in the ecosystem, it's really cool. It's the adhering to it. You just always shrink wrap your entire project, so you lock all your downstream and transitive dependencies. Is The reason you have to do that is because getting Semver writes hard and a lot of packages don't follow Semver. Package management's hard and something like Semver just makes the ecosystem, especially around transitive dependencies and stuff, way simpler. Spending some time exploring Semver has got me thinking about transitive dependencies and how this sort of idea is often at the core of backlog management, grooming, and prioritization. Perhaps Semver could be a useful tool early in the Scrum cadence. The idea of Semver could even be useful for versioning other things, not just release packages of code. Have a look at um, Andreas Olin's blog, but he's got some really interesting blog posts when they were adopting, and Service Bus were adopting Semver because it changed the way they discussed backlog items. It no longer was sort of um, talking about APIs. It's kind of like, can we implement this as a um, as a non-breaking chain? It's one of those projects that um, I got annoyed at solving the problem at every client, and sort of as a lot more clients are asking to move towards continuous delivery. That introduces a whole lot of versioning. To finish up, I asked Jake the question, how did you get involved in this project and what is it about it that keeps you contributing? You have to go into your build server and change the major version if you want to start building the next thing. And I did not really understand how complex this space around versioning and release management and stuff is. is like most of the versioning strategies out there don't work with continuous delivery. Plus, I also like using GitHub Flow. It was just one of the things that annoyed me enough, and I thought it was a simple problem. So, um, talking to Simon Crop from particular, it's like, oh yeah, this will be 
reasonably simple. We'll be able to bust this out in a couple of weekends and then three years later we haven't even solved the problem. Thanks for the chat, Jake. Awesome work. I really enjoyed finding out more about the excellent projects you're involved in and I look forward to finding out more. That's all, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.